0: I'm Charlie Taylor. I'm Ben Carter and I'm eating peanut butter and toast. <laughs> uh, I'm not eating peanut butter and toast, but I'm also the director of the Fifth Anime, Well I Highlight the Fifth Anime Hip Hop with the an And as you know, you can win as long as you keep your head to the sky. Digging digits. very uplifting it's uplifting guys monday morning head on a tuesday whatever and the days whenever you need to spin this episode does have to be a tuesday it can happen whenever hi ben how's your week been do be this week
1: yeah this week i got into the new graph and 38 special tape which again I always get a little bit disappointed when 38 special is on production and not on the lyrical duties and i think he had two verses on here one or two verses both of them world ending both of them incredible i'm I'm addicted to 38 special it's okay man it's just good 38 special you know i've been talking about his production we've kind of having been been having two different conversations with regards to 38 special over the last three years one's his production one's his rapping he's rapping 2019 sunday school you know plugs i met unbelievable best guest verse of the year so he, I wouldn't say he's peaked lyrically, but he's always at a very, very high pinnacle. His production continues to improve. I've seen his production just improve endlessly over the last three years, and you know it, it's great to hear him on here. It's great to have him in the credits. But if you hadn't told me Thirty Eight Special was producing this, I would just assume it was Nicholas Craven or Harry Fraud or you know someone in that of that ilk. Uh, yeah, man. So it's well produced and Graf is great. Graf is always, always very consistent. Always keeps your attention. It's a very solid project, so shout out those two. Black Thought dropped his new tape with El El Michael's Affair. Is that how I say... I mean, it
0: says Michelle's, but... El Michelle's Affair. El Michelle's. El Michelle's or
1: whatever. I mean, look, it's it's Black Thought, bro. He's 51 years old. And this man just does not miss lyrically. Like, there's no cringe bars here. There's no corny bars here. It's just... I'm I'm always speechless when I listen to Black Thought. It just that the... the level that he's rapping at, the stories, the metaphors, the punchlines, it's just, I mean, it's the best in the game. He's top five of all time, and he continues to prove that, and it's unbelievable. It's, it's a great tape. It's, you know, the instrumentals are understated. It's not a huge production. It's not like a big Black Thought solo album. <coughs> it's just freaking amazing. Shout out, Black Thought. Nicholas Craven and Mike Shab dropped the tape, and it's very good, very consistent. Again, Nicholas Craven not missing on production, producing uh, some of the most vital underground music at the moment and working incredibly hard just all over everything so that was definitely worth your time and finally i ended up with nle chopper's new album i'm always you know hit or miss with nle chopper uh i think when he raps about the opposite sex it is uh oof, it hits like a lead balloon man that that is not good but i think that he has some very interesting things to say. I think his energy is crazy, but I also think his technical ability is, is unbelievable. I mean, when I'm listening to an NLE Chopper album and an hour, a, a, a beat comes on, that's completely different to all the others because it is quite inconsistent production wise, but in a good way. He's just not like sticking to a, a sound. He's showing us the range of his talents. Like a drill beat comes on and he slays that a slower beat comes on. And he slays that a trap beat comes on. And he slays that. It's technically very, very gifted. And, uh, there's just a, a fair few skips on here, um, just content wise, and he just gets, he ends up in these weird places when he's rapping about relationships. Um, some of them are quite heartfelt, but some of them are just real throwaways. But apart from that, man, it's, it slaps, the tape slaps, it's good. The track with Juke Juice is a banger, it's a freaking banger. Shout out Juke Juice. Um, yeah, that was me, Charlie. Didn't get too much this week. Good about yourself?
0: Yeah, so I've done some good stuff. Um, really, really uh, definitely some end-of-year-worthy work this week. Start off with uh, Kay Young. We meet at last. Um, been following Kay Young for a few years now, um, since she's been literally dropping projects, so from actually 2019. Um, but yeah, she's always impressed me um, with uh, her style of uh, lyricism, which has this, um, you know, very lackadaises, right, Um, flow, uh, tone. But what she's saying is very, you know, either relatable or just a very nice uh, foundation for you to rest your ears on in some ways. She originally did, you know, kind of like, um, I mean, most of her videos back in the day and I say back in the day, it was like 2019, you know, around that time. Uh, let's just say before COVID was like um, just bedroom production, right? Just, just like you got, you got, got the, got the, got the thing, got a ting right in front of you, just making beats. That's sort all she was doing with a fisheye camera at the top corner. That's literally what her vibe was. When you listen to this one, especially when uh, we meet her last, is just wildly different. Uh, Her visuals as well have upgraded um, to a very interesting way. Um, And it's very interesting just watching an artist grow grow in this way. Had a stutter there. Grow in such a way. Um, I find it entirely fascinating from her going from just that bedroom beatmaker to a genuine artist who's continuing to evolve. I really enjoyed Middle Matters when that came out in 2020. Um, That was one of my EPs of the year that year, and this one's no different. Um, It's got, uh, but in different ways. Um, You get some, you get some. I think a you get a through line. Let's just say that you do get a through line from actually to this with stuff like We Rich um, is and Ooh are very uh, kind of of her of her ilk, but then you have tempt me not and the way you look at me. Which give off kind of like Lily Allen vibes from back in the Ooh, day. Yeah. Um, okay. Very interesting. It's it's very interesting how she's gone about it. Um, and you got Ega, e- Ego Ego LMA as well on the "Woe Is Me," who just does some really nice vocals in the, uh, on the for uh, out. But um, yeah, you know, she's not the greatest singer ever, Kay Young, right? That's not her bag. But she, you know, does it anyway to a very interesting effect. But her lyrics are so. Simple in a uh, in a way that you can just follow it. You know when you when you listen to We Rich, you can you, you see the imagery. You see the imagery. It's just easy paint uh, a paint, uh, picture painting. Um, I'm here for it, so it's it's really nice and uh, very just very enjoyable to listen to. Any uh, we go again, who I missed live last night, um, but here we are. Uh, but yeah, she got a new P. And uh so we go again, and uh so yeah, similar to, similar to Kate Young in some ways um you know, watching her evolve um over the past couple of years as a hip hop artist, especially is very interesting um no more niger men, you should heal very just uh uh powerful lyrically um in what she's saying, especially you should heal like as, as a start of pa- as a starter track is uh, very interesting. Uh, but you know, you have a charge it, which is very nice to listen to. Take it slow, Vlorkana on the back end. It's a good duo, uh, right there. Really like it, man. I'm loving this UK hip hop right here. She's really at the forefront of it. Um, just, uh, continuing on and leading the charge in that front. Um, so yeah, shout out to any, uh, Vena, one of my favorite producers right now, Venner uh, with Equinox or Equinox, however you want to word it. Um, producer saxoph- saxophonist um but uh yeah man he just he just uh creates one of my f- some of my favorite vibes uh, i really enjoyed venology back uh, a couple years ago and this one's no different uh, this is a good mix i think of what venner is about you do get you know the you get misty with nux and if you've listened uh, to nux if you listen to alpha place you will find it very interesting that the best tracks on there are the ones with venner produced on it um, take my word for it. Go look, and um, and it's no different here. Um, especially when uh, it comes to Misty. Um, I just I just really need them to do a full straight Out project together because it's it, the streets need it. Um, but you also have uh, Mick Jenkins. Happy birthday, as of this recording. Um, and Masego on Casa Lopez. Very nice. Uh, Sicily Box as well with the uh, likes of Yusuf Days on there. Uh, very interesting um but yeah it's got a really good mix of just jazz blending in hip hop coming out and put coming into jazz again some instruments some instrumental tracks some not it's a very good mix and uh, it's really really uh, exemplifies what vendor is about these days uh Terry Walker uh, my love story um, this is the first project I've listened to uh, by Terry Walker um I've heard her in you know, just, just places. <laughs> I've just heard, uh, you know, features and providing vocals for people. Um, I think this is produced entirely by... I forget dude's name. I'm just going to get out right quick. Um, but one of the members of Children of Zeus, uh, Tyler Daly. Um, so shout out to him on that front. Really just nice, uh, calm, uh, mainly hip-hop. But, you know, got got some R&B as well, obviously, in there. Um, it's You know, she's fundamentally an r and um but yeah man, she's uh, you know, she's been about for a she's been about for a while. <laughs> it's, uh, I mean from her bio, um yeah, just uh her, her Deaf Soul debut in two thousand three. So she's been she's been she's been putting in work. Um she's been going. Um, I remember her on uh, Jungle Brown as well, or uh, Children of Zeus, uh, Moses Boyd as well. She's been everywhere. Um but this album's really good. I, I, really, well, I is it an album? That's another thing. <laughs> is it an album? Seven tracks, twenty-three minutes, and I don't know. Um, but even if it's an EP, I'm definitely putting it on, you know, the short list is really nice to listen to. Her voice is just so just so seasoned. And uh yeah, it's just it's just absolutely wonderful to listen to. Um overall, it's just a very, very calm listen. Uh speaking of calm listens, dinner party. Um mm-hmm. obviously Terrace Martin, Robert Glasper. Kamasi Washington and Ninth Wonder, the boys make up dinner party, enigmatic society. Um, obviously, I'm a big fan of pretty much all four of these in some way. Um, Ninth One is the goat. Terrace Martin, love me some Terrace Martin. Uh, Robert Glasper, one of my album, well, my album of the year last year, and obviously Kamasi Washington, one of the uh, leaders of uh, modern 21st century jazz. Um, and you know they come together, and as you can imagine, it's um, just a Endlessly replayable piece of 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 sonic blends of all of these guys' styles. You feel you feel Ninth Wonder when his name is on it. You feel Robert Glasspool when his name is on it. Like it's it's just it's just so good. And I shouted like the unofficial fifth member Felix as well, who does a lot of um, vocals throughout for, uh, for this album and also for the other one. Again, album question mark twenty four minutes. <laughs> nine tracks so there yeah, you go that's that um but yeah uh it is definitely just endlessly replayable um that all of it from start to finish just goes through like a dream um i, I can't even pick a particular track because the, the whole thing just feels like one big one big opus and i love it uh joe bj uh love levels um this is a i'm gonna assume a jamaica I'm, i didn't actually look her up um i found it on um I found her on uh, Dubwise Jamaica, so shout out to them if you're on. So I'm assuming Jamaica, but um, could be wrong. Um, but she does some nice, uh, just, well, as you can imagine, love levels, love songs, that kind of stuff. Moonlight, beautiful track, beautiful, beautiful track. Uh, feelings, Prove It, love these tracks. Um, another EP, and uh, if you're into that, um, if you're into, you know, some some islands, uh, some love on the islands, go for it, go for it. Have your fun. Uh, El Michel's affair and uh, Black Thought. Glorious game. Uh, I'm gonna say a maybe a hot take, but I enjoy listening to this a little bit more than cheat codes. Oh, just, just, just that's a bit weird. More, a little bit more. Just, I don't think anybody's gonna say that. No. I don't think anybody's gonna put this on the pedestal of of, um, of of cheat codes. And I get it. I understand why Danger Mouse as a producer is so um, just obvious in. The classic nature of how he does it, the 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 like, it's like he samples purely in the sixties and just doesn't go doesn't go any further, and it just works. Um, it sounds like he just samples Beatles work all the time, and it just fucking works all the time. I oh, know that's not the case, but um, you know, it's the first time I've heard of El Michels affair um anything, um, and I just I I feel like Black Thought comes through with some variety here. Not just not obviously, obviously lyrically he's always on point, but I also mean just, you know, flow wise. I feel like he I feel like when it came to cheat codes, you know, they made he Danger Mouse made some made some stuff and Black went over it. But I feel like it was kind of the other way here where Blackthorne was kind of at service to the production and it was really interesting watching him or listening to him mould over this uh, different style. Um, I really loved uh, stuff like uh, Alone, especially Alone, love that track, uh, Grateful, really love the linga ling <laughs> I love that track so much, um, Alter Ego, yo," just boy, yo," fire, um, there's just some really good stuff all over this, man, I know people ain't gonna listen to this and gas it up as much as cheat codes, for obvious reasons, I get it, but um, please, just... Just give it a chance just give it a chance um ho- hopefully hopefully people do because um I really do think this is a very valuable project um evelino God Ooh. save the streets this guy has been dropping for fucking eons and this is the f- his debut album believe it or not he's been dropping since 2013 I think um so literally 10 years and this is his debut album and fuck me bro what a debut album I was listening, I was walking home to this high as shit last night, and that first track hit me like a ton of bricks. I don't know what it was, I can't honestly, I can't honestly, I just remember the feeling of just, I I felt like I was in something, like in a movie, you know, and it works for this because the concept is so airtight, and I love these albums when they come through. And the features mold to the fit to the fucking concept is so fucking good. Having Free Two on Vicious Cycle and uh, on the back end of it, it the spoken word was the just spoken word was brilliant. One of the verses of the year, just like just no music, just Retro Two talking right into your brain was, excuse me, some of the realest shit. Like I said, Go Save the Streets Part One, one of my favorite production p- pieces of production this year um vex i'm going to have to warm up to it cuz just 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 i i am not a f- i'm not the biggest fan of when tracks just say one word for the whole cook um but it's get it's getting there to me it's it's, it's, it's i'm getting there i'm getting there i've I'll just do it a couple times i'm getting there i love me some backroad g uh one of my favorite features whenever he's on something i just i, I just relish it ling it ling it <laughs> flip it flip it <laughs> spin it <laughs> love it i fucking love it gets on there as well just uh, the just the solid uh, verse as well, uh, progression on so what and uh, oh that smoke, oh, just, just Avellino just rhyming smoke in the most way, the, the, in the <laughs> as much as he could lyrically was just a uh, uh, sight to behold, absolutely outstanding. Brotherhood with Tiggs the author, acceptance as the last track. Jesus Christ, bro, I've put this on the long list. If this ain't on people's albums long list, I don't know what you guys are doing what else you guys are listening to because honestly this is one of the best uh uk rap albums in recent memory i'll i'll stamp that claim right here uh, regardless if it's on my album list or not and i'll see total refreshment center uh with transmissions from the t- from total refreshment center so, I didn't know what Total Freshman Centre was, or I'm going to say TRC from this from here on in. Um, but basically, it is a space, a uh, London warehouse uh, that was built in 2012, or just, you know, started in 2012, um, from uh, Lex Blondin, a Parisian, uh, who apparently uh, styled it. Basically, it's a space, um, it's a recording studio, artist workshop, concert venue as well. And uh, this just basically has some of the best and brightest um, from the London-specific uh, UK jazz scene. Um, including stuff, like people like Reservoir, one of my faves, um, Soccer96, uh, who's the, uh, who's the lyricist on that one? I'm trying to, trying to find out as, as I talk, uh, Kieran Booth, yeah, great lyrics on that one. Um, but yeah, man, just some really good UK jazz, um, if you're, if it, you know, I've, I'm gonna get, I'm continue to fly that flag for for you guys until you get into it. Um, so yeah, that's a really nice compilation, um, uh, with Blue Note Records as well, um, they're part of it as well, they're part of the process. Um, so yeah, man, shout out to TRC on that front, because uh, there's some good shit on there, really good UK jazz, um, all for you to spin. So yeah, good week, solid, solid week. Um, with that said, we shall get into our topic for this episode, Contemporary Call Volume 10. Um, so last time we did a Contemporary Call, I think on the other side of uh, February, uh, was it February or March? Uh, what? <laughs> Before Women's History Month, so February, uh, we did a contemporary call then, and i for- well, I lost time to uh, listen to the second uh, pieces of my album, so we just end up doing one, and inadvertently, it was actually kind of good to do one instead, um, because we just uh, sunk our teeth more into it, and uh, yeah, just felt much much more efficient to do so, um, so we bring our other two albums that we had previously from then, and do it now in Volume Ten. Of a contemporary core. So, with that said, Ben, what did you bring for the class?
1: I've brought Timberland being a bit of a weirdo, and we have Tink, we have Winter's Diary Two, and uh, as we get into this, you're going to discover because Timberland's come out today or a couple of days ago and said he's working on his new album with Justin Timberlake, which um, yeah is kind of contemporary. Yeah, not for me. Not 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 particularly interested in that one. Can't you can't bring Future Sex Love Sounds back?
0: leave it in 2004 it was bro. a leave time it, it was a moment it's done it's done it happened it was fun we all enjoyed it don't break it forget no.
1: No. so anyway Winter's Diary 2 Tink's uh, breakthrough mixtape uh, it was a combination of four years of incredibly hard grind and it was her breakout uh, it was set up to be the pivot point in her career in the same way So Far Gone changed the course of Drake's history you know Tink's Glow Up did include collaborations with Lil Durk Lil Bibi Lil Herb uh, she ended up on the radar, uh, radar sorry, of uh, Jungle Pussy and, of course, Future Brown. Now, Tink was meant to explode. She really was. Rolling Stone and Billboard both named the project in their respective top 10 R&B projects of 2014. She performed next to Sleigh Bells. She even released a joint single with them. Khalila came knocking. Jeremiah came knocking. Uh, and it culminated in Timberland himself signing her to his Mosley music group, essentially turning her to a major label artist via epic records so it was all kind of set up for tink it was all kind of set up for tink uh this was the year this was the thing this was you know people were putting bets on her it kind of i mean it remains the critical and commercial high point of her entire career and it's not like she hasn't been dropping music since winter's diary two nine years ago we've gotten seven projects including three already this decade now this wouldn't be newsworthy if the music were bad plenty of artists have dropped one great project and dropped nothing but mid since. We've mentioned Obi Trice a few times on this uh, podcast, and that unfortunately, I love Obi Trice, but it, you know that has that did happen to him. Now, this is not the case for Ting. Uh, every project she drops is great; it's stunning. You know, I've listened to all of them. I think she's an incredible artist. Let's see why Winnie's his Diary Two was so successful first, because if we looked at Billboard's top ten R and B albums of 2014, it's a pretty warm mix of legendary artists like Mary J. Blige, Babyface, Tony Braxton. Contemporary powerhouses, whether we like to admit it or not, like Chris Brown. um is on there as well. Significantly more alternative offerings from FKA Twigs and August Alcina. Now Tink of all the top 10 represented, I feel, all the angles best. Because she had 90s throwback energy. Um, and she was actually described by Pitchfork as sounding like another member of TLC. Her vocal presence and confidence easily rivaled anyone in the Billboard mainstream from that year. Winner's Diary 2 had just enough off-center moments for it not to feel like a pop chart grab as well. And the lyrical content was assertive and quite self-aware. So I feel like she combined all of the angles of all those artists on that top 10 the best. I think she was the most versatile on there. Um... It also came off the back of Alter Ego, which featured her rapping far more. Her previous project. Now we know Tink as a singer who can rap, but early in her career, she felt more inclined to view her rapping and singing on in, in, like on par with each other as, as equals. Now Alter Ego didn't do brilliantly; it lacked the critical acclaim or much acknowledgement at all, and it certainly didn't hide within it the unique perspectives on life and love that Tink delivers regularly when she's singing. Winners die. Like I feel like this, and you know, people listening to Tink might agree with me. When she sings, she sings about very deep affecting emotional content. When she raps, it's kind of generic. You know, it's just kind of generic fair. It's not to say it's bad. It's just it's not giving a unique perspective that I feel like when she sings, she absolutely has. I mean, his diary too, to me, felt like a breath of conceptual fresh air when it dropped. And the fact that an 18-year-old was delivering sober truths and harsh realities was unique in itself. But she was also able to mix it with like youthful hope and trust in the concept of love and honesty but that slowly erodes over time. And for for an 18-year-old to already be having these these insights into life and love and trust and honesty and truth is, is like there's nothing cringe or immature about this album at all. It's an incredibly mature album. I mean, I'm listening to it now at 34 even when I was listening to it back when it had dropped 2014 I would have been you know 24 25 i was like this is this really hitting this making since i was learning stuff from it you know it was teaching me things and it kind of made winter's diary 2 almost entirely unique amongst a pretty well populated r b world in the mid 2010s people point to fk twigs as being her equal in this but FKA Twigs was seven years her senior. She was well into her mid-20s by the time LP1 came out. So there's a a big mismatch in ages there. Now Tink, I feel like, dropped something very unique. And the music press latched onto it. The Runaway Smash was Treat Me Like Somebody. A pretty harrowing title for someone aged just 18. And it's laced with astute observations about love. Uh, discovering things that most people can't wrap their heads around until they're in their mid-30s. In the second verse, she sings, now don't be misled by the things that I've said. In the past I was young, I was looking for a thrill. That didn't last long, I was in it for the wrong. Wrong reason, wrong season, wrong person. Because he just wanted one thing and I just wanted something to smile at and live for and hug on. You know, that's a high level of self-awareness, but it's also very sweet and very like, I'm not saying innocent, but wide-eyed and hopeful and bright. You know, it's like she she recognizes what, like the, the mismatch that these two people are having her and this person are having in their, their wants and their desires. I think is is great. It's brilliant. And this is one of the appeals of winter's diary too. It was relatable to people at every stage of their own romantic journeys, you know, underpinning every message is a desire for honesty and trust two things most of us require, but they're very difficult concepts to distill down and understand. Finding someone with the same opinion on them is quite rare. And even then you have to find someone as committed to them as you, or it's a constant source of strain in the relationship. And Tink's narrative on this album always drags back towards a desire to find someone with both honesty and trust. With the same commitment to them both if not the same definition and in the end that's something i think that we all crave whether in a romantic partner or just friends family work colleagues and the album transcended the theme of just romance here i think it extended into multiple aspects of human connection the title alone was enough to entice you if you've kind of been overwhelmed with the cheesy 2010s pop and over the top hip house messes winter's diary not a summer breeze. And I'll tell you this, and it's still happening in the mainstream at the moment, but around this time, it was 2010s, just those like EDM songs with a guitar at the start and like them running around in the video on mountaintops and chasing each other around and getting on boats and swimming in the Caribbean. Like there are, there were billions of those They were just a dime a dozen and they just kept coming out and coming out everyone hopping on the vg oh my days 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 it's still happening it's still happening to this day um but this was not it. winter's diary 2 you're not like this isn't going to be it's not going to be a beautiful summer breeze that's that's what it is and you know i think over the top of some decent instrumentals as well um i think the production from the vast array of producers on this tape isn't particularly experimental or challenging but I think it's iconic and classic enough to avoid becoming too poppy and uplifting. Um, it's a relatively blank canvas, I feel. And, <coughs> excuse me, I think Tink does brilliantly on top of it. I think Tink's career was hopelessly mismanaged. She's a brilliant example of what happens when the wrong people are in charge of her image and branding. Because if you think hard about Tink, what is the one thing you associate her with? Timbaland comparing her to Aaliyah. That's it. That's it. That's a monumental fuck up. Monumental. You don't even remember he compared her to Lauren as well. He compared it to Lauren as well. Because it's impossible to see past Timberland's weird obsession with Leah and how he projected that onto Tink. It's wholly unfair. Totally unfair. And I, I just I feel that way. I, I don't think anything Tink has done is proof that she did not deserve to blow up. I don't think anything Tink has dropped. Is proof that she didn't deserve to blow up. I think she's supremely talented. I think *Winters Diary* two is a brilliant project. It's a classic. She had the press, she had the commercial success, and it went nowhere. And I genuinely feel Timberland's the architect of that. I, I, I don't know if other people feel that way, but it just makes me really sad. And that's why I wanted to relook at this this album because you know I feel like as we progress into hip hop. And this is not a criticism, I think it's a good thing. We we've seemed to focus on the successes of our past legends. We focus on the successes of Swizzy, not the fact that he's doing a hip hop 50 year anniversary EP with Benny the Butcher and Lil Baby on it. You know what I mean? Like you know, as if Queen Latifah doesn't exist, as if Shantae doesn't exist in the world still that he could just ring them up and get them on a song. He's like, "No, we need another Future song," you know? Like uh, we seem to, we don't we don't focus on that, and we don't focus on Timberland messing up Tink's career. We focus on the fact that he killed it with Justin Timberlake in two thousand and six, and we kind of want to hear what he has to say again now. Like that's okay, I agree with that, but I do think looking at Winter's Diary two, I'm laying it at the feet of Timberland, maybe unfairly, but I, uh, it's just how I feel. It's what I've seen.
0: <sighs> so, Swizzy, first of all, um, shout to Swizzy and. I think the there's a lot of interesting points um said and I kinda wanted to harp on a couple of them. Um it's kind of interesting. I was listening to this album and I'll talk about the album I guess first. It uh I didn't really I don't really consider myself an R and B, you know, person through and through. Like there's times where you know, there's 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 artists and particular moments where I'm you know, just hundred percent in on but like yeah, I'm not. I'm not the go-to guy, uh, to to you know for it, if anything. Um, but you know, it's it's. it's, it's with that said, this is the first uh, Tink project I've listened to. Um, with that said, uh, is so, it? You, know, you never take, listened to another Tink project. I've uh, uh it's like Tink tenache uh august alcina for one thing oh yeah thing. his last like, project you it's just check it's out. just like there's like a there's like a set there's like a set of r&b artists that i just never bothered to spin for whatever reason and yeah it's just it's just not um they, they a, a lot of a lot of a uh, few of them especially in the early te- early 2010s i just thought i was just that was just not my bag at all so uh If they ain't dropping heat now, I I, I probably won't spin them unless Ben puts them on a contemporary call. Um, So, the arm itself is, or the mixtape itself is, um, I I find it interesting that it's her critically, uh, I'd say, best one, right? Because I was listening to it and I think it's interesting that you said she was only 18 because of it because uh, the only other R&B album I can think of at that time, is obvious as soon as I say it, but it was Ashanti's <laughs> album, uh, Braveheart. I remember listening to that because I was just a, you know, it's Ashanti. And uh, that was her first um, independent project. And uh, I remember listening to it with all that in mind and with all the with all the backstory behind it as, you know, is supposed to be in reference to, you know, the the film where, you know, Take our freedom, you know, and, and she and she's she's William Wallace, right? And and then the major labels are England, right? That's supposed to be the point. I was this um I haven't spun that album in a, in a while, but I'm just like looking at the track list and I'm like, Oh yeah, I remember these, you know. I remember early in the morning, I remember I got it, unfortunately, with Rick Ross. Um, uh, Love Games with Jeremy and it, it, they had the they had, there was a similar vibe there was a similar vibe is what I'm saying between listening to Winter's Diary and listening to Braveheart um, it's obviously two women at very different places in their careers and I agree with you I feel the I feel overhype is a is a buzzkill um, and it and it means something. Uh, whenever, you know, someone like Tim says, says Aaliyah and Lauren Hill to, to a person uh, in reference to another person, it's just silly. Um, back to the album, quickly, I feel the, you know, like you said, the production was, you know, just kind of like service, serviceable, right? To, as you said, black canvas. I think that's a, a good way of saying it. And the 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 unfortunate thing i think about tink is that her best thing uh, the best thing about her is the lyricism and the songwriting and i feel like there's a lot of times where good songwriters just go under the bridge you know and don't I, don't I don't even know you know tink's uh uh you know how many how popular she is these days? I'm 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 unaware. She's okay. Right? She's um, she's, she's got it. Yeah. Um, she probably she she has a fan base, right? And and in this day and age, if you have a reason to be solid fan base, you know. I've again never listened to Nashe, but I know Nashe has a good fan base, right? And she still you know does shows and shit. she always, always I see her, occasionally see her dropping sound. I'm like oh good for, good for her. She's still doing it. Um. And <laughs> another thing, another comparison. Uh, which I was thinking about when you when you said eighteen, and you know the fact that she's producing these very heartfelt uh, 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 songs, S- something like "Treat Me Like Somebody," which is just some deep shit. Somebody real is hard to find. Somebody worth all your time. Somebody who could tell you the truth. Someone who loves you for you. Somebody who knows all your flaws and doesn't impose. Try to control them. Oh, Here my spoon. Let's you be free. Doesn't deceive. They give you a chance to believe. Believe in something. And I was listening to that. And when you said 18, I was reminded of the recent Chloe album where she's like 23, 24. And, P- and someone, someone you know, was doing like a defect, putting on a cape, going like, uh, you know, she's only 23. And then people proceeded to give her, uh, to give that person albums by people younger than that and they were all you know with extreme depth and um shouldn't have should never have been made by like a you know 16 17 18 20 year old whatever and it just seems crazy and i got that with this as well i feel um when you listen to it and i'm just i i thought when i was listening to it i was like oh this sounds like the the, the um the ruminations of a twenty three year old. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but, but fuck, yeah, that's that's crazy that she was that young to do so. Um so I respect her for that. But yeah, man. Um I'm 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 not kinda I'm kinda not hot on this era of US R and B. Um I do feel, you know, production while serviceable just it doesn't really doesn't really hit me in any particular way. um it's same with the Ashanti album to be fair. Um just a lot of the you know, they just brought in Trap for Trap's sake. Uh, I didn't mind the song with G Herbo with that said. Um, forget which one that is uh, talking about, I think. Um, you know, that was cool. Um, but yeah, uh, I, th- I think uh, the, the, the mixtape itself is um, uh, definitely a time capsule to what 2013 R&B was about, um, in essence. But I do acknowledge... What well, you said about its or about hers, uh, dipping into you know more throwback elements um, and things like that, which you know people are occasionally trying to do. The likes of Ari Lennox trying to be fro- uh, tra- giving that throwback essence. I res- excuse me. I respect it. Um, I guess I kind of wanted more towards that and not to just regular old 2013 US R&B production uh, but it is what it is um, but yeah man very interesting project overall and uh, I guess a mini retrospective of Tink that you gave
1: yeah yeah well uh, yeah I mean I'm a bit surprised you'd never listened to Tink before I'd, I thought that we'd spoken about Tink before in the pod but um, I don't know it was wrong
0: you probably you probably did
1: yeah she probably dropped something you probably did yeah it's disappointing look it's it's disappointing because I think even now today she dropped a project this year, or like I think it came out this year. Um, let me just have a quick look. Uh, somewhere, thanks for nothing, thanks for nothing dropped this year. It was her fourth studio album, uh, and it dropped in February 24th. Uh, and again, it's great, it's great. there's a very consistent artist. Um, but yeah, I don't know, man. I just think Timbo. Timbo, <laughs> Timbo. Timbo, Timbo, Timbo,
0: Timbo. Alright. August
1: Green.
0: Yes, so uh I am bringing to the class uh what did you bring to
1: show and tell 20- today, Charlie? <laughs> uh <laughs> uh
0: the 2018 record, uh August Green. Uh by well uh, consisting on the of the quote unquote super group of uh Carmen uh Robert Glasper and Kareem Riggins. Um, so, these guys have uh, were, at that time, uh, frequently collaborating. Uh, most notably, uh, they helped uh, do the song uh, Letter to the Free, which is part of uh, Ava DuVernay's... Uh, uh, I don't know, soundtrack, but the the, the, the main song, anyway, uh, for the her d- documentary 13th, uh, which I highly recommend. One of the best documentaries of that decade. Um, but, yeah, I guess... Something clicked, and they were like, "Let's do an album." And here they were, two well, two years after the, I think, two, yeah, two years after that to the Free, uh, to drop August Green. and uh, the album is, I think it it represents for me personally um, at that time, it was something I was so fucking ready for. Uh, I remember, I, rem- I I remember watching their Tiny Desk performance. Yeah. and having Brandy come that through. Was to do optimistic, it was Optimistic. Amazing. And that was a really good, just um, uh, a, re- a really good uh, performance uh, by all involved. And uh, yeah, it was a, uh, it was a, it was a time where I was just really, really hungry for that kind of music, and I still am. Right, it's is it's, it's um that hip hop with jazz elements with soul elements with r&b elements everything i would i would mainly attain the sound of this album to robert glasper because of his black radio projects and how this could easily just fit into that but obviously you know the overriding uh difference between black radio series and this one is just that common and cream riggins is all over it um but listening back to it now uh is also again interesting because i don't feel like i enjoyed it now as much as i did then and i was trying to figure out why and i still don't really have a decent answer i guess it's only because i've listened to things that go down this road and have done it in such an extraordinary ways um, that this comes off, l- that the, the sheen of what I had on this, uh, just just came just just came off a little bit. But that's just me. I still think it's a objectively good project uh, with three of the best of what they do. Common uh, with it, be it you know, Common rapping uh, and Kareem Riggins and uh, Robert Glasper, uh producing. Um, but there's also another wrinkle to this that. Uh, I feel kind of hits or misses, and that is the frequent, uh, frequent involvement of uh, artist uh, Samora Pinderhughes. When I listen to this album, I get a lot of Samora Pinderhughes, and I don't know how to feel about it. Um, he has this vocal tone that's it's not it's not like I it, I'm, it's not unlistenable. But I could do with less of it in this album. (laughs) I was listening to, I was just like, "Fuck!" I was like, "Fuck!" He's all over in it. It's not even like it's. It's honestly, bro. There are you. You know, there are some artists I just plain don't listen to straight up because of their voice, and it's that. And I'm just that point blank with it sometimes, right? I will listen to a a Samora Pinder Hughes album. I'll give it a crack if someone asks me to. Um, but it was just a. It was. Some more, uh, then comment. some more, uh, then comment. a lot of the time. And I guess I didn't really clock it until I was listening to it again because I haven't listened to it in a while. And it kind of just hit me again. I was just like, oh, yeah. Fuck, he's all over this, isn't it? It was just just interesting um, having that because all I I remembered initially was the likes of Optimistic and uh, the performances of of comment on stuff like Black Kennedy, um let go and the nearly 13 minute uh banger honestly probably the next optimistic the best track on here uh swisher suite uh where it also has brandy and estelle shout out to estelle oh here yeah as well um yeah she does some vocals uh, on there as still. well and uh yeah we we love estelle over here DITD favorite and um yeah, it was just. Uh, I guess it was just one of those moments where you listen to something back, and uh, it it didn't it didn't feel it didn't feel as because I had to wait. By the way, I remember because it was just they were just bullshitting, and they put this only on Apple Music for like fuck knows how long. So it took a while for it to get to other places. So I had to like wait and wait and wait for this. And when I initially listened to it, it served the it served the purpose, and it was worth the wait for me, um, just to get that this era of Common, which um, I think uh, I I've said this before and I'll say it again, is grossly grossly underrated. I'm not saying he's on, you know, he he's doing it on the level of the likes of Resurrection and like War for Chocolate or Ben's favourite Universal Mind Control. Great album, classic. Um, <laughs> sucks, <laughs> but you know stuff like this stuff like let love stuff like um uh, a beautiful revolution parts 1 and 2 which when you put it together absolutely makes it into a fucking movie which i don't think anybody has uh it's it's a double album that i can't i can't praise enough um it leads into it, it, it leads into a decent uh flashpoint i guess into the career of common especially uh, but also, I guess, reaffirming how sonically gifted the likes of Robert Glasper and Kareem Riggins are. I think for most of this, Kareem Riggins does the drums on this and it is he is uh, uh, featured a lot on this, which I um, respect to him. But when it comes to Glasper, I listen to this and I also hear black radio. And when I hear black radio, I hear... I would love to quote myself on the album list I did last year, but I'm going to paraphrase and say the... The peak encapsulation of what of Black American music today, yeah, he he puts everything in there, and obviously Common serves the purpose of hip hop in there as well. And having a top five <laughs> rapper of all time in my mind on here, uh, you know, it's it's not gonna it's not gonna make it bad. <laughs> it's not gonna make it bad. Um, so yeah, man, interesting. I just had an interesting. Um, I I had an, I had an unexpected, uh, I guess, uh, reaction towards listening to this again because i haven't in years um but uh still objectively i think it's a interesting uh group project and as and, and, and i don't know if um i don't know if you have this uh, same kind of running joke in australian e- education system circles uh but when it comes to group projects group projects suck bro I mean,
1: that's not a joke. <laughs> There's nothing worse. That's just There a is fact nothing of worse life.
0: than a school gr- or, even, or even a university group project. Like all group projects in any form of life suck. Um, but this one doesn't. So, <laughs> so they they buck the trend in 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 uh, in a lot of ways. So respect to them.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, Australia. It's the fact of life. I mean, I never really understood it until I went to university. And uh, the first two years, I was the one that everyone was carrying. And then the karma got me back. And then after that, I was the one that was carrying everyone else. So, yeah, it's always one person who does all the work in a group project. But, yeah, this is great, man. This is brilliant. It's obviously very influential in Common's discography in that it was the precursor to Let Love, the album that dropped in 2019. Um, you know, August Green is a beguiling, beguiling matchup. I think Robert Glasper and Common is a Good yeah word. it's not bad eh? I think Robert Glasper in common is a match made in heaven you know Robert Glasper has transitioned better than almost any producer into the middle aged market and that's one of the things I really wanted to f- focus on he's not just accepting that he's part of it because he has to be because that's his age now he's embracing the freedom it gives you as an artist You know, YouTube views, Billboard chart positions, TikTok followings. That's a difficult game to play at the best of times. But we see so many artists 35 and up still chasing the same kind of success they had 10 years prior. Not the same success necessarily, not number one or whatever, but it's almost like they're chasing the same audience. They're afraid that if they continue to grow, that audience that's been with them will abandon them and they won't be able to find a new one. I feel like Robert Glassboro's making music for 35 and up year olds and that's brilliant i'm 34 like you know i'm 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 happy to listen to music made for early 20 year olds or whatever like you know i'm happy i'm enjoying it as well but i'm i want to listen to music made for me sometimes and that's how i felt this album was And Common had obviously been moving past that energy himself ever since Universal Mind Control flopped commercially and critically. And I do feel like that was a real trigger point in Common's career because it came off the back of his two most commercially successful albums, B and Finding Forever. The first went number two, but a lot of people know, a lot of people think b was the one that went number 1 it was actually finding forever that went number 1 uh, and it was his first number 1 album you know in his entire career and he had the second longest wait for a number 1 album in hip hop history the only longer was uh, ll cool j but ll cool j only waited a single day longer from their debut albums until their first uh album i forget what the number is i've got it somewhere because i'm fucking great at what i do and i just came up with a really cool statistic and it exists now because of me but common was moving past that when universal mind control tried to kind of recreate not only the success of those two albums but what had happened prior especially with like water for chocolate Um, electric circus like that's where he wouldn't he wanted to blend all that together and it just did not work and i i respect him immensely because so many artists and i think that shows his intelligence as an artist so many artists i think would just continue to just mine away at that credibility by putting that same album out over and over again hoping to recreate that success but uh no common went just completely differently nobody smiling i think is a brilliant transition record Because it's not as if Common wasn't socially conscious, you know, of course he always was. But that album was so defiantly unique to him. And I think August Green positions him as the spoken word poet dealing with all manner of existential musings and questions. It's not conceptually dense as maybe something like Drogus Way, for example. But I feel it's even more daring because Common isn't writing a story on this album. He's attempting to present the emotion behind an album like Nobody's Smiling. You know, this is not a criticism of the album whatsoever. I kind of see it as a precursor because on that album, he was incendiary. He was venomous on this album I feel like he's measured, he's calm, he kind of allows us to discover those emotions ourselves, invites us to project his words onto our own unique experiences and in that sense I think it is a very unique hip-hop album from an artist who is a household name in mainstream rap to come out and kind of deconstruct his own career a little bit and, and to go right back and become a real spoken word artist and have these streams of conscious thought and And that's a that's a that there's a risk in and of itself, you know. That's a bravery because you know, we're talk we're talking about rappers, and we're going to talk about this next week in our episode. Everyone always says rappers should think they're the best. You know, when someone comes out and says I'm the best rapper in the world, and everyone's like, No, you're not. There's always, you know, a very strong voice that says every rapper should think they're the best. Every rapper should think that, but. To go down this route that Common went down, to strip away all the glitz and the glamour, to bring Robert Glasper in and to say, I'm going to do a spoken word, like, you have to be very confident in your ability because that could flop heavily. That could be hard. Like, if you're spitting Eminem-level bars over August Green kind of production, over Robert Glasper production in a spoken word way, it's going to sound horrendous, but Common carried it, carried it really, really well. There was nothing cringe on here. There was nothing... There was nothing, you know, underdone. I felt like it was just brilliantly done, and it felt like he was just sitting down and having a conversation with us. And I think it's great, I really do.
0: Yeah, indeed. Um, I feel. Yeah, I think the 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 arcs um, really uh, set this in a particular spot, of uh, especially career-wise, uh, for both of them. Um, but yeah, man, it's just a it's it's a solid listen. It really is a solid listen, man. Like I really. Uh, there's actually a bit here that I want to read, talking about it's a quote here, but I think a review quote, I to, it caught my eye, so I wanted to read it. Uh, the set's predominantly reflective mood and nuanced uh, compos- composites of jazz, soul and hip-hop make it sound like an extension of Glasper's Black Radio, there you go, <coughs> uh, recovered Everything's Beautiful, uh, and reinterpretation of Kendrick Lamar's I'm Dying of Thirst, as much as the trio's means on Black America Again interesting very interesting uh just well uh, especially mentions and comparisons uh to it and uh yeah i kind of agree with it there's a there's a bunch of um like you said uh, there's a bunch of commentary uh but they're not incendiary um i I really do uh uh agree with what uh, with your sentiments on that front uh comparing it to something like nobody smiling i didn't think of that that's a good shout um but yeah man yeah man so it's really for those i don't i don't know many people that actually spun it uh when it when it when it came out or even now um it's uh but yeah it's a it's, it's definitely a worthy um a, a worthy pick and a worthy a worthy spin at least um for those that are into any of the you know free genres that were just mentioned mm-hmm. um or if you're fans of common or whatever because i feel like there's a lot of uh there's a lot of common fans that actually haven't spun common since maybe find it Forever, and I'm just like, you guys. I'm need not to catch sure on. if you're a common you fan. If you,
1: on. I mean, you've got to spin nobody smiling. You just you've just got to <laughs> do it like
0: that too. That too. That too. All right. We'll finish there and hop here to line if you have anything.
1: Ah, uh, not really. I mean, it's been funny watching people tear each other to shreds in my mentions over NF over the last week. Holy shit! Oh really? People are just wild, man. This is a crazy conversation around this. Like, I don't, I don't really understand why there's all this. It is what it is. I don't know. People just want to fight, eh? People just want to disagree with each other. Fuck. That's social media's shit. <laughs> Yeah, I guess. You know what I will say on a lighter note? Please stop coming into my DMs and telling me that my graphics are shit, or my editing is shit, or my reels are shit, or I'm shit and I should hire you because you'll fix my shitty content. (laughs) That's not going to make me hire you. I'm not going to pay you money after you've just destroyed my entire fucking everything about my account, okay? the images are shit on purpose I'm doing it it's a, it's a bit I've been doing it for five years I'm still going to keep doing it I'm not going to pay you to make my images good it's not going to happen okay that's why I do reels because I don't I've got all this time on my hands I've got to figure this shit out I want to sit down with my Adobe Premiere Pro and figure out how to do reels I'm not going to pay you to do reels for me come on now I'm not big timer. I'm not a sucker big timer big timer
0: with the Premier Pro, yeah.
1: Oh, you know what else? I've got a lot of liner notes. I, uh, I went to two record fairs in the last two weeks, and uh, cool, I saw a copy of Gene Gray's Genius for two hundred dollars, and I did not buy it because I do not have that kind of money. Fuck, it but works. what I did buy was this on our show. <laughs> show the people, I oh, show the good people. Oh, here we go. I bought yeah. Jazoe Immobility no sorry yeah Jazzo and the Immobilari present Kings County contains Let's Go featuring Jay Z I got that for 20 bucks hey. I was stoked with that and then so I went to the second record fair Glebe record fair oh my days I got there late we got there super late and uh, immediately yeah. walked over to the first stall. they had a Mills debut at well, what mills only album on vinyl for 20 bucks they had backstage by dj clue for 25 bucks they had the rock files for 20 bucks then i went to the next store over they had blueprint 2 by jay-z on vinyl for 150 bucks i bought it for 40 bucks like two years ago so we went from like rational prices to irrational i ended up spending 130 on vinyl and i was disappointed in myself i was like i shouldn't have done this you know i shouldn't have I shouldn't have spent this money. This is, this is a big mistake. And then that same day, I was getting on my motorbike, and this guy started talking to me. And you should, okay, if you ride a motorbike and you've, you've never ridden one before, you're not, you know, don't put your helmet on the seat. Just don't put it on the seat. You're not meant to drop your helmet. You can, it's, it's, it's not like, I don't know, you can't bang it around and stuff. Every time you drop it, it, it hurts its structural integrity. And I'm very aware of this. So I put my helmet on the seat, because I wanted, like, I had it resting on my legs. Because we're in Marrickville, I don't know what's on the ground. It was late at night, I didn't want to put it on the ground. This guy starts talking to me, and he would not stop. He just kept talking to me, and I had my earplugs in. I had to take him out, I had to go over to him. And uh, yeah, right in front of this packed pub, I'm on my P's still, so I'm still provisional. Everyone knows I'm a provisional rider. And you know, when you're riding a motorcycle, it's a very, everyone's looking at you, okay? It's very, you know, it's an exhibition. People are voyeuristic. Like, you know you're going to have eyes on you, so you've got to, you know, compose yourself. You've got to act kind of cool, because if you act like a dickhead, people are going to laugh at you. My fucking helmet in front of everyone just slides straight off the seat. Bang, 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 Rolls along the fucking concrete, so there's a hundred people at this pub are just staring at me just laughing at me i was like oh man so not only did i spend 130 dollars on vinyl now i have to go buy myself a new fucking helmet because i've dropped this one in front of so anyway it was it was it was a pretty hectic saturday for me i had a pretty hectic saturday and then yesterday i took some cannabis and watched a movie and chilled out and i was going to listen to avellino album but I don't know, man. I don't know if Avellino is gonna hit hit stoned. It's not that much hip hop that hits me
0: stoned, to be hundred percent honest. Yeah, I, 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 What do I don't to listen to? It. I mean, yeah, I, 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 spin some stuff. Um, I, I kind of spun Avellino just on a just on a whim because I because I wanted to just uh because I had a lot of stuff to listen to, so I wanted to just get it out and uh, just uh spin it before uh I'll recording so I can just uh you know prioritize but yeah um you know it's it's not it, it, it was really just um as an experience listening to Avinylno higher was just uh on the way on walking on the way home it was just uh yeah, it was a bit um it was intense i felt really, i felt really, it was it was it was really intense to listen to so uh, yeah i wouldn't recommend listening to it highest not exactly like you know chill hop or anything um but yeah it's, uh it was it was very interesting it was a memorable listen i'll say that um but yeah, interesting. Um, yeah, I went to, I took some photos um, of my my best mate's niece's birthday yesterday. She's like four or five now. Um, so shout out to Priya. And uh, I was talking to afterwards, after the party ended, we went to his cousin's spot. Um, shout out to Newt and Tiff. And they were just talking about my boy who's uh, going to have a baby in a few months. And because I'm his best mate, I'm basically going to be de facto uncle, right? Ben is very aware of this as he's participated in this world already. And I was like, they they were just like putting it on me of just like, you're going to be what, Dave, what D is now. And I'm just like, fuck, I am, aren't I? And I've had this before because I had Ben talk me down the ledge previously, a few months ago, when I initially told him, I'm just like, bro, what the fuck am I going to do? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm going to be the fucking Just like I mean shit man I wouldn't mind being cool uncle But like uh, He's like Oh I might have to drop you off Drop him Drop him off for of you I'm just like To where? For what? You're babysitter What bro. am I doing with him? What am I doing with him? You have to take him You
1: <laughs> have to babysit him man
0: Bro Dude like it's like oh you're gonna have to watch anime with him. I'm like, the fuck I am, he's watching what I'm watching, like. No, you gotta watch
1: Coco Melon with him and Teletubbies. Teletubbies slaps bro, no, don't
0: bro. don't <laughs> no, he's gonna he's gonna pump him full of Dragon Ball Z, bro. That's just oh, Z. That's why he wanted the boy so bad so he can have someone to just fucking watch anime with him. He's better than Coco Melon. He's gonna drop me off and I'm gonna have to be forced to watch fucking anime. Bro,
1: like, nope, go no. watch Baby Shark. Get f- if you get forced to watch Baby Shark for two yeah. hours straight, you'll be begging for anime. You'll be begging for Dragon Ball Z. You're like, please give me something good other point. than Baby good Shark baby <laughs> shark. <laughs> good, good, good point. Good
0: point. Good point. Good point. Good point. Great, great point. Um but yeah, a uh, little bit of a sh- bit, little bit a little bit of a um just a I don't know. Of a, a fuck staring into space moment. Um Oh, and uh, and CC message, Jay. Shout out to Jay. Doing it once again. Performing at the, the... Oh, yes. For oh, the we first have to shout out our, or benevolent, or LV Foundation. our
1: benevolent leader, <laughs> our benevolent god, Jehovah.
0: Hover. Jay Hover benev- benev- <laughs> spitting so game
1: from the Range Rover. What the fuck is y'all doing in the third lane? Get <laughs> over.
0: Oh, That's Jay. Jay. <laughs> yeah, man. The fucking LV Foundation. I wonder what the bag was for that. Free, Charlie. Oh, free. free out of the goodness of his heart. Free, yeah, free. It's a foundation, uh, you know, non-profit. it's a non-profit. So yeah, of course, he did. You did it for free, kind of, kind of, kindness of his heart. Um, yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure. He I mean, the know, Trump like, International acts for I me. I was watching that, bro. I was watching the. I was watching the, just the clips from it. I was just like, ugh, uh, I just don't know, man. It's like there's a. The vibes were just off. <laughs> just, yeah,
1: because they're all trust
0: funds. I've been in shows where everyone has their phone up, right? We all have. But, like, I don't know. Just There's just a there's just something about that, just watching those clips. It just seems soulless to They all it?
1: had the iPhone 52 or like the, the 12, one that's <laughs> coming out in 12 years' time. They're bloody billionaires I in there, say. man. There's billionaire billionaire yeah. club in there, billionaire
0: boys' club. Literally, literally i will finished there ladies and gentlemen. From the Fifth End podcast network. This has been Diggy Digit. So, you enjoyed this episode. I've been to out Fifth End. I've been
1: Ben Carter, and I've completed my peanut butter on yay. Yeah, yeah,
0: and I had my apple pie and custard midway through Ben talking about Tink Finished it. Uh, Dessert finished <laughs> rid it. Ridiculous. Uh, stick I hope you all have a good week. We shall always try and do the same. But until the next time, take it easy, ladies and gentlemen. All right, peace. Digging In Digits is produced by me and Ben Carter. The show is edited by me. Music for the show is pizza and video games by bonus points. Thanks to chill Music for the ability to use. Socials, through Fenneman, Hip Hop by numbers, bonus points and chill Music will be in the full show notes. As well as names of projects reviewed wherever you're listening. This has been the Fifth Podcast Network production. This has been the time with us. We'll see you next time. I'll dig in in the Diddy